Welcome to Oakley Court, the only place to have an aged wine and a corpse collection. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So we're Carrie, a little tired and cranky. We're a little tired and cranky. And sore. And sore. Not a good sore. And uh some of us don't want to read the vampire maid. <laughs> Pretty goddamn cranky about that. It's long. So, Carrie, before we drink this wine or before I drink it, you just gulped Ooh. it. Uh what is this? wine that we're drinking today it's a wine we'll never taste again because this was the last bottle (laughs) yeah it doesn't exist anywhere else because our store doesn't have it (laughs) what what's this wine called it is louis bernard okay what kind of red wine is it um i don't know red blend okay well it smells smells really good uh guys welcome back (laughs) week two of taste of the uk month as we're tasting this wine it's vegan friendly oh nice um for those loyal listeners with us last week you know we kicked things off with a 1992 bbc halloween special by the actual news crew that did crime watch yep we talked about ghost watch if you guys love the american wnuf special we strongly suggest you check this one out and listen to our episode um could bbc news news watch <laughs> ghost watch been made today emphatically no hell no but i must knock the wine over it is a solid historical moment in uk horror um sort of hard to even call it a made for tv movie carrie i know now you can consume it as such but you had to be tuning in that night almost 31 years ago um it was one of those things where you had to like watch the news back in the day you know well yeah older the older generations are going to remember a lot when you had to tune in at a certain time or else you would miss the news there was no catching up yeah so i i'm disappointed in you carrie and not just because you don't want to read vampire made (laughs) but i'm disappointed in your ghost watch score that was history in the making and you gave it a two and a half Where's your respect for our allies across the pond, Gary? Just not my Total thing. Total lack of respect for the Brits. Not my thing. <laughs> it's just, just not my thing. Just messing with you. So, you know, vampire made. You know, Carrie, what was the first time you found vampires in film to be sexy? Chris Randon as Jerry Dandridge in Fright Night. That that's a good one. I mean across from charlie's house in the window he sees him with this woman you know and he's seducing her and and then you have (laughs) you know the club scene specifically (laughs) that that scene is just the trance and seduction of amy yeah very sexy to the tunes of evelyn champagne kings live it up no doubt uh which is on the fright night soundtrack uh 
reminds me of shout out to bouncer number one, Nick Savage, uh, who you all know is one of the bikers in Friday the 13th part three and shout out for you Pittsburgh base horror fans who are also Steelers fans. The legendary Pittsburgh Steeler, Ernie Holmes, was bouncer number two in that movie. But before I go on to bouncer extras from Western Pennsylvania, um, now, Carrie, now that we went through Chris Sarandon's sexiness, what was the first time you found vampires and their prey as a whole to be so horny as to be lured by said vampires? With a Y, mind you, with a Y. Because this is the English countryside where we have to spell things the English way. Like on how those old colored pencils, they spelled colored with the letter U. Yeah. So, wait a minute. What, what the hell did I ask? Oh, yeah. Why, so, uh, vamp, horny vampires and horny prey. Oh, what was the first movie? Once bitten. <laughs> Once and bitten. It was the first vampire yes. movie I ever saw, period. And I saw it at a really young age. Oh, much an, younger than I should have that's seen. That's an excellent one. So I mean, talk about a story just about sex. <laughs> uh, Once bitten has been described as problematic. I'm going to have to agree with that. It just is. Just on the shower scene alone. Uh, more than that. Well, yeah, the but, you, but if the one... You, well, okay, yes, it's throughout, but the shower scene is the one that sticks out the most, in my opinion. Vampires? Did you say vampires? Yeah, that's problematic, too. I guess it is. Uh, yeah, yep, it's entertaining. It um, I think there's other parts not as... Or more problematic, I should say. So... Once Bitten is so much fun. The dance-off scene the, alone. That is my favorite scene of the entire movie. The, so I think that that... Hands-off. That, that, by Maria Vidal. Yeah. So that scene, the dance-off scene, I actually know a lot of people that as soon as they say Once Bitten, oh my God, the hands-off dance-off. I actually think it has become over time, the past 30 years, like an iconic 80s horror moment like i don't i think there's more people that have watched once bitten this than you was one know. of jim carrey's very first yeah roles. yeah but what i'm saying is like i don't think it's this thing like oh have you seen once Bitten? of course i've seen once bitten i think it's way more popular than than people realize it, it just wouldn't be made today oh hell no um, not the way it's written no no so that was my second one in terms of um the vampires and the prey to be horny <laughs> Not just the vampires or not just the prey. Uh, Lost Boys was my first. And I'm bringing that one up because, of course, Michael's kind of on the prowl. He sees Star. But even his his brother, uh, Sam, he's like basically, uh, he, what's the line that he says? Um, Inquiring minds want to know. He's like, I, I've lived through your ses- sex escapades. I'm paraphrasing, but even he wants to know what his if his brother's hooking up. Um, so yeah, they're all, especially the two brothers. Oh yeah, by the way, we are talking about vampires today. Um, I believe you enjoyed as much as I do, Carrie. But again, not the only reason. Can we agree that while you and Jake had your fun with my enjoyment of the werewolf woman and the Howling Alley too? That Jose Ramon Larez Vampires is legitimately fun to watch with a significant other. Yeah. That it is I, actually is good for intimacy. I, I can agree to that. Unlike yes. furry werewolf orgies behind the Iron Curtain. Yeah. Okay. For real. And we can agree that Jose Ramon Larez has 
set a breezy pace here. Yeah. With a great setting and a slightly oversimplified story and character motivation with the eclectic odd cast, but yet somehow it comes together and works really well. The atmosphere was very okay. well done. And that Mr. Laraz actually has a fun set of oddities that this unofficial Hosley Ramon Laraz fan club trilogy. Wait, there's a fan club? No, I, it's the fan clubs are just me, but I'm calling it that. But he does have a lot of fans, and his work is admired from here to Spain to UK to Italy. Anyways, it was not vampires, and no, it was not once bitten. Um, that was a horny group of boys. So I'm gonna have to disagree with you, sort of. I know just about everyone is getting it on in that movie, like you mentioned earlier. Although both of those movies do the trick for me, and I love the simple plot of this one that I'm about to mention. Daughters of Darkness. Okay. And by the way, Vampires is also known as Daughters of Dracula. And that is really confusing. Um, Especially if you're paying attention because they loosely hint to our two lesbian vampires origins especially when they're talking wine which is why i assume you're feeding me this wine today you're not going to bite on my neck are you no okay unless you want me to (laughs) yeah well before we hit the record button you probably bite me to hurt me that's how we're having it out a little bit um so yeah if uh you haven't figured it out already if you missed what i said earlier and uh we're talking vampires um Carrie, why aren't you reeling in our openings? This is starting to get long-winded now. Why do you let me go on these tangents? I'm too fucking sore right now. <laughs> You're too sore, so I get to go on and on. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I'm going to... Never mind. That was not going to go well. I'm not... <laughs> you have to keep you sore. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I'm going to make you sore so I can keep I'm going. sore from vacuuming, just to be clear. Vacuuming uh-huh. and cleaning. Yeah. That's why I'm sore. That's what all the ladies say. <laughs> Taste of the UK I month, wish, folks. I wish at my age I didn't get to doing that. <laughs> Taste of the UK month, folks. We're back again. Episode 26. Okay, so I originally called this People Really Loved Their Vans Back Then, and I was wrong and misremembered when creating the season guide. It is People Really Did and Still Do Love Their Campers. Because of our endearing couple in this movie, who is fate would have it, crossed with a swinging businessman and the two stars of the film, the vampires with a Y and their camper. But really, simply put, I'm going to call this episode Swinging Female Blood Sommiers. <laughs> um, Why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you do this, but... Why do I do what? I don't know. Why, why do you give them cute little titles or alternate titles? I mean... What's wrong with alternate titles? I, I'm just curious. Okay. Uh, I think it's amusing. All right. Okay. So anyways, um, let's talk about the movie poster and tagline. So before we do that, though, can we just talk about how we watched the interview and we had little bonus extras? I'm going to talk about that when we talk physical media. So um, back to the posters, Carrie. Okay. Don't get us off track now. Um. There's one poster, and this is the most prominent one now, that says it's it's white with a blue background. And first of all, the very first thing you read is the top line, which is the tagline. Um, 
and it's got the two women attacking the one guy and it's blue and it's got the red, which I guess the V in vampires is made to look like a vein or arteries. Um, and it says the ultimate lust, their lips are moist and very, very red. <laughs> and then on, 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 on underneath vampires, excuse me, folks, it says most unnatural ladies. Now the next one is Possession Carnell. I think that's my favorite. You like that one? Yeah. That is a good one. Um, and it's got the blue lettering. It almost has like a definitely like a I, I like how the guys faded into the um Anoka uh stabbing him. But it's also got the lovely ladies laying in bed together. I like that. It it tells pretty much the entire story. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, uh, Las Hijas de Dracula, um, is very forward because it is completely see-through Oh yeah, with these two women. And oh, by the way, uh, the one painted vampire looks nothing like the actress no. at all. Matter of fact, neither one of them do. So no. I'm going to say that is not only do I, it's my least favorite. I do not like that one at all, <laughs> actually. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Earth's carry. I agree with you on your poster. That one's the coolest one, and it tells the story. The other ones are just kind of more to be shocking. Yeah. Where the other one is actually sensual, I think. Um, now, taglines. We've got, they shared the pleasures of the flesh and the horror of the grave. The ultimate lust. Their lips are moist and very, very red. Uh, most unnatural ladies. What What's your favorite out of those taglines? I guess most unnatural ladies. Yeah. But not really. <laughs> okay. You don't like any of them? I don't like any of them. Really? It's interesting. I don't think it does the movie justice, any of those. So I'm going to go. I, I think... I think the right tagline should have been obsession hmm. and carnal passion. Yeah. I think that's what it should have been. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It kinda of, they all kind of fall flat for me. If I had to pick one, I would just say the ultimate lust. Because it's lusting for sex, it's a blood lust, it's lusting for death, it's lusting for wine. I was just gonna say. Okay. Um, but I actually like my alternate title for this movie, The Swingin' Female Blood Sommiers. I think it's a pretty good one. Um, and yes, I am amused with myself. So, physical media and streaming. Now, Carrie, is there something that you'd like to say about this? Yeah, I, if you own the DVD... I'm which, handing her the DVD so she can look at it. <laughs> which we do. Um, there are some really fantastic extras. Um there's some really cool posters um you have but you have there's an interview it's called return of the vampires and the interviews the two stars marianne morris and anoka um and it talks about certain scenes and we watched the interview before we watched the movie again which shed some light about certain scenes that you paid a little bit closer attention to um, which was a very interesting background, I would have to say. Do you agree? Yes. I think it added to it. Without a doubt. 
So you can get vampires twelve forty nine uh, on Amazon, which, given all of the features on this, is a really good deal. Uh, you can get it used actually in like like newer, very good shape for six ninety nine. Carrie, this is one of the best regular DVDs. Yeah. Uh, if you're a DVD collector, horror DVD collector, you guys know what Blue Underground is. Um, I like that they just make their DVDs available everywhere. It's not. It's kind of like, like I know Synapse um, is starting to become available everywhere, but some of their more limited stuff you have to get. Like if you want it right away, you got to get it directly from the site. Arrow seems to be a little bit harder to get in some cases, and you got to be careful with the regions on a lot of these discs, but, um, yeah, the, the interview that we watched, that, that, that was key. And then how about all the, um, the missing scene still gallery. And then, you know, the, yeah, the photo, the photos and all the different scenes that they, they, the photographer took and then not just that, but it's, you found out how they actually got the parts and, they were both, one was a stage actress and one was a model. Hmm. And then they were both offered it. And the model, she took the part and they said that there wasn't going to be a whole lot of nudity only to yeah, find they out. they did the old bait and switch. Yeah. They got her there and then they like made it impossible to say no, basically. That kind of ticked me off it a did. little bit. Um, no, th- this is a really good DVD. You know, for a while there, they had this on Shutter, and I was sad to see that they no longer have it on Shutter. I actually searched for it before we recorded. Um, right now, unless you buy it, you can only get it on um, Prime Video. You have to buy it or rent it. So you can rent it for a buck ninety nine. But honestly, if you're going to spend two bucks, you might, you might as well spend it. another five to own it. And and this is seriously one of the better. This isn't a limited edition. This isn't. Um, a classic edition. They're just they're just calling it um, totally uncut and uncensored. Um, this is honestly this is like pretty close as close as you can get like without having a poster and it being in a steel book. This is as close to like limited edition as you can get for a regular yeah. DVD. Um, somebody is trying to open the door to the DMFM vault while we're recording, I think. Did you hear that? Or they're just going to the bathroom. It's not like they were running upstairs. Oh. Oh, maybe it's a blood sommelier coming after me. Um, here's here's something that I want to know. One of the best things on this is the, um, the saying, the clip from uh, Playboy magazine is on here. It says more sex appeal per puncture than any Dracula outing on record. Um, I think that's that's pretty good. Um, I just wish it wasn't called Daughters of Dracula. I mean, again, they talk about their wine coming from the Carpathian Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy in the beginning says, "Where I, where have I seen you before?" Basically, um, guys, we're gonna move right along to creators. Jose Ramon. Laraz. So this guy, um, if you know any of his works, you know him from Whirlpool, Symptoms, and then sometime after Vampires, a good 10, 12 years, he did Edge of the Axe. And that's kind of, I just watched Edge of the Axe for the first time this past week. And that's kind of like a one part American slash or one part Italian uh, giallo. Some of the other things that he did was uh, The Golden Lady or um, A Stigma. 
Um, and then he did the uh, Sevilla Connection, Deadly Manor. Uh, he has been known to use his, the full name that we know him from Vampire, Jose Ramon Larraz. But he's also will just go as Jose Larraz. And for Edge of the Axe, for the American audience, and especially since it um, takes place in Texas, he went and there's a lot of Germans in Texas. Um, Joseph Bronstein is how he used his name for Edge of the Axe, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, there's like New Braunfels where they have Schlitterbahn water yeah. parks of the German ancestry. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's interesting. Um, he did for Madame Olga's Pupils, he used Joseph Bronstein as well. And I'm laughing because he actually spelled it two different ways too. Not even just uh, A-U-N, but also just O-N. So he liked that Bronstein. I'd like to know where that idea for that name came from. Um, he's also used J.R. Larath, A-T-H. Uh, the cast in this one, we've got Marion Morris as Fran, and we've got Anolka, and it's not just Anolka, it's uh, Zubinska, with a D at the beginning, is Miriam. Wow. Uh, Murray Brown, who's our swinging businessman, who's checking in at the beginning of this movie, is Ted. Uh, we've got Brian Deacon, who's the husband of the camper, as John. Little thing to note about Brian Deacon, he's actually played Jesus in a movie before. Kind of has that look. Like 70s Jesus look. Uh, Sally Faulkner as Harriet. Michael Byrne as the playboy. And that's where a lot of the wine part of this movie comes in. And we've got uh, Carl Lanchberry as Rupert, who, spoilers, doesn't last very long. Margaret Hild as receptionist. Douglas Jones as the manager. Gerald Case as the estate agent towards the end of the movie. Bessie Love, who I know you liked, Carrie, as the American lady. It's funny that they said that because... um, Oh, excuse me. I almost knocked the DVD case over on, uh, it's the wife too. It's not just American lady, <laughs> Elliot Sullivan as, um, American man. Interesting. So I think, I think those were the two uh, that were touring at the end of the movie. Oh, you're right. Sarah, uh, Sally Faulkner was yes. Harriet. Yes. That was the wife, my bad. Yes. But Bessie Love was the other wife towards the end that was being shown the house. Thank you for clarifying that. Glad you're here to do that. Favorite character. Carrie, how about you? What's your favorite character? Um, Well, you already said the American wife, Harriet. She's very observant. She notices right away that there's something off about these women, and she just won't quit. She gets obsessed, which, spoiler alert, ultimately leads to her demise. Hmm. I'm going to have to go with, um, what is the guy's name again? Uh, Michael Byrne. Uh, as the Playboy wannabe sommelier who might be hotter for their wine collection in the basement of their estate than the two women themselves. Oh, yeah. Indeed, he was. He was just, like, frothing at the mouth. Hmm. I'll take a sip of my wine now. What was your favorite death and effect case? So we're talking about vampires and wine. Do they enjoy tasting the alcohol and the blood, Carrie? Or is it upping the blug? Blug. <laughs> The blug. Blug, blug, blug. Is it upping the blood sugar? Like when they drink the wine, like they're giving them wine. Is that why vampires like to do that other than just getting them off guard and their guard down? What's up mm. with the wine with vampires? We've had this debate after watching this movie. And I think it does two things. I think it lowers our inhibitions. Me likey. <laughs> and kind of sedates people. Okay. 
And then I do think it makes their blood taste sweeter. Hmm. If I have to guess. Because I wouldn't uh-huh. know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't sure, know. Sure, sure. Where's that steak at? Oh, you have sweet skin. <laughs> so you how tell you, me. How do you know? Um, Carrie. So the bugs like you. That, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I that's what I'm thinking too. Um can we call wine a, a vampire trope? I, I think mm. right. Okay, it has so, to be. Okay, so my favorite death and effect is Brian Deacon, the camping husband in his car, just bitten, torn to pieces only for his American wife to find him shortly afterwards. Very cold, very brutal. Um, I love the way the blood is like smeared across the window as he struggles to stay alive. That's just very cold. Is like they have such warm, tender moments with the husband and wife, and he's just brutalized and she finds him like feels like 30 seconds later it's just very a very impactful death a lot of these deaths are actually pretty raw mm-hmm. and they show savage. Up pretty savage and they show it up close and relentless killing so say what you want about the plot of vampires um i think I mean, it's they, a decent they, plot they, they, yeah well some of us might not fully agree with that. Some of us feel like it's not a simple, effective, but maybe thin plot. I, think, I don't know. We'll have to see if, if Jake's going to comment here. But um, So, well, Carrie, what about your favorite death in effect? My favorite death is they lure your favorite character into their wine collection. Mm. They get him drunk, and it's great camera The playboy, work. huh, Michael yeah. Byrne? Oh, yeah. It's great camera work as they just savagely converge on him and stab him and stab him. I mean, they get really stabby. <laughs> really. And you see the, like, <sighs> So, oh, wait a second. We've got the male wolf. Okay, this is good timing. Let's see what Jake thinks of this plot of uh, vampires. Jake, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Case and Carrie. What's the best horror film to watch when you're drowsy and horny? Good evening, my friends and fiends. It's me, Jake, the Midnight Traveler, back again to show you a Euro-horror deep cut from those halcyon days when the bell-bottoms were long and the sideburns and pubes were even longer and everyone was smoking. Yes, The 1970s was a time like no other, and with the vestiges of the studio system mostly abolished, well, at least in the United States, people were taking chances and exploring once-taboo subjects with abject glee. In other words, sex and nudity were finally let loose at the cinema, and some dove into it deeper than others. Guess which one we're going to look at? Right again! We are going to the murky depths of sex and sleaze and take a look at Vampires. Possibly the best movie ever shot on the grounds of Oakley Court? Maybe. But there's an army of cross-dressing theater kids who may fight you to the death on that. Now, I admit that I knew this movie on reputation for years before I saw it one rainy Texas afternoon, and I made sure I was alone. Uh, if sex and nudity are deal breakers for you, then this is most definitely not for you. It's late night Cinemax levels of that sort of thing here, folks. And it's lesbian sex, mostly, people. Lots of it. Somewhere within this is a plot which mainly consists of John, played by Brian Deacon, and Harriet, played by Allie Faulkner, a young couple driving through the English countryside with their camper. 
It's getting dark, and they are out in the countryside looking to park their said camper for the evening. They pass two mysterious women in the road and pull up beside a deserted castle where they intend to pass the night. Fran, played by Marianne Morris, and Miriam, played by Anulka, are a lesbian vampire couple. They lie asleep in the cemetery during the day, while at night they pick up men and take them to their castle. There they feed them wine, have passionate sex, and then stab them to death while drinking their blood. That is pretty much the entire plot. You know, considering the timeline, this is a pretty well-made piece of queer cinema. Having two of the central characters involved in a same-sex relationship was pretty bold for 1974, and for that alone, this movie does warrant discussion. As a cis, white, heterosexual male, okay, I think I got all my labels there, being underrepresented in film and media in general isn't something I really have to worry about. I'm a dime a dozen out there, and I should be grateful for that. Do I think that other groups need to be seen and heard about in the media? Hell yeah! Stuff like this does make the genre stronger. Another thing to consider is that it's men who are the main victims here for the femme fatales, which is also something that's kind of a change of pace. Once again, Turning the tables and changing the norms is a good thing for the world of horror, and this one kind of does it in spades. Also beating near dark to the punch, you never see any fangs on the ladies, and they didn't just feed from the necks of their victims, which was also out of the ordinary for the times. Hell, most of the reading that I did on this film did focus on that aspect. Some even went so far as to say that some of the feeding scenes are, quote, some of the most grotesque ever committed to the screen. And let's face it, I do enjoy seeing beautiful women do things of a certain nature, if I'm completely honest. Other than a thin plot and some stiff acting here and there, there's not really too much to write home about here, good or bad. It does kind of try to go for a dream-like quality with its editing and musical cues to give it some sort of style, but that's really about it in terms of special things about it. I don't want you to think I'm dismissing the film. Oh no, I do acknowledge it for the boundaries it pushed, and it does deserve praise, but I think the story was really a little light. I think a little more depth into the characters themselves would have given this movie a much stronger punch. Without it, we just have some impressive kills, some steamy sex, and same-sex antagonists. I think that's all I got for this, my people. To me, it's still an interesting curiosity that is worth checking out, but beyond that, I would keep this one far from any must-see lists. Unless you are really into girl-on-girl vampire action. If that's the case, well, and this is Citizen Kane, with tits. See you next midnight, Jake. Ah, see, Carrie, I figured mm. he doesn't like it. He Like, he doesn't dislike it, but... He doesn't do it for him. <laughs> the, the Citizen Kane of lesbian vampire <laughs> films. That's pretty funny.
Oh, man, Missy Jake. I had a permanent. I'm going to make him jealous again. I just got off the phone with him earlier today. I'm going to make him jealous again. I was thinking about you, Jake. I had a permanent sandwich this weekend. Um, Here's the one thing that he mentions that I I do want to get into. And by the way, Jake, I know what Oakley Court reference and film you're talking about. Okay, we'll get into that here in a second. So the vampire's location. And yes, dear listener, I know I kept calling it vampires, and I was purposely doing that because it has the Y in it. So no, it is vampires. So Jake, you heard him mention the uh, Oakley Court and talk a little bit about the history um, and the horror film shot at the royally and ghoulishly famous Oakley Court. So um, there's a good article by Travel Channel. Um, check that out, but they've had famous people. I mean, not just like vampires or werewolves or zombies or whatever. And in the case of, uh, yeah, Jake, I got it. The Rocky horror picture show being fought there interstellar transvestite Transylvanians, um, people like Napoleon, the fourth or queen Elizabeth, the second stayed there in Windsor. Um, of course, if you love hammer films, a lot of your favorites, were shot there uh hammer started renting this some point in the 50s um made a lot of the stuff that we love the the original um horrors of dracula with peter cushing and christopher lee you even had the brides of dracula the plague of the zombies which i know you still need to see carrie and the reptile which is an odd one um you had the, the, we just said last episode, we haven't watched enough Vincent Price. Here's one that that is on our watch list. The Theater of Blood in 1973 was filmed at the Oakley. And of course, following year, Vampires, after the Theater of Blood was made. Um, if you're thinking about, okay, where is Oakley Court in the most famous one ever shot there, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Dr. Frankenverter's Castle. Um so at the time of that, here's something interesting to note. The roof was caving in. Um, there was one room that was heated in this place at Oakley Court and actually caught fire. Uh, and at some point during filming, I'm not sure when Sarandon, Susan Sarandon, caught pneumonia during the fall, like the October, November 74 filming. So I'd be interested to know because, you know, that, that's when they filmed Vampires as well was just the year before. So they the I guess the Brits were used to the weather there. Um, was it more damp maybe whenever Susan Sarandon filmed a year later? Do they have a different kind of fall? Probably. So, but yeah, so it's really interesting to note that. I, I just thought that was a really interesting story. Um, so the in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, there's gargoyles by the front entrance. The, the props were actually left there uh, from this movie. So the staircase, the library, the front lobby, I think the one doctor's office in the drawing room, is that's where our favorite song, Time Warp, uh, is performed. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, when was Oakley Court built? I think in like 1859. Um there was a family called, uh, well, there was a guy actually named Sir Richard Hall Say and his wife, Ellen, who owned it. Um, King Edward VII was a, was a famous person who stayed there. It stayed with the Says until the last family member died in the mid-60s. 
Um, because after that, there was no clear ownership kind of spelled out in any kind of will or anything. It, it went into disrepair, which actually that served the 200 plus films and horror films well, because that just added to the atmosphere of the movies that were featured there. So now that we went through the kind of the, the quick crash course history of Oakley Court and horror cinema, Carrie, I'll be interested to see, especially since we already heard from Jake, what are you, what are you rating vampires? I give it a four. I think you just made up for your ghost watch score. I, in my opinion. I really enjoyed it. And you know me, I love, I love a good storyline. I love good dialogue. I love this the was simple. It was a very simple plot. Although, can we talk about how I mean, Jake mentions the hitchhiking, the, the one survivor and he does survive. So who's Ted? Yeah. So who's holding the well? Spoilers, guys. Who's holding the gun in the beginning? Of you this don't movie? know, and yeah. you never find out because in the end of the movie, as the couple is walking around and touring it, because the house is for sale, mm-hmm. so that goes into the line that they can live there because nobody owns it, so they don't have to like ask permission to enter. So that lore stays true. So it's unoccupied. They live there because it's unoccupied. But these people are trying to buy it and they're looking around. The realtor is telling the story about the opening scene. Yeah. So it basically tells you like what you saw in the beginning was how they died. Hmm. And then they became vampires after they died magically somehow. I don't know how that part is up in the air. Okay. No, that that's definitely good to know. Um, I'm going to have to agree. It doesn't really matter, I think, in my opinion, who <laughs> shot them. Because it's... Well, I think it matters if they were going to keep the name Daughters of Dracula. I think it matters a lot. I think there's a whole story. There's a reason they showed that. I mean, well, it does add human, a level of mystery. At, at, they were human at the time. Maybe it was somebody, a hitchhiker that they picked up and or somebody that they robbed to steal from them that were pissed and came back or unsatisfied and came back. I, I actually, I'm going to disagree with you there. I actually, the way that I interpreted it was we're not sure when that moment takes place. And that that could have been somebody's relative that found them out. Like, okay. Um, the beginning where he says to our one vampire, Marion Morris's character, I feel like I've seen you somewhere before. And even the um, the hostess checking him in. At the front desk. He's talking to the survivor saying, I feel like I've seen you before. Like, it's been a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I ha- no. I think you're mistaken. I don't know. So maybe. But I think he would have realized that it was them. I think there's a better chance that whoever shot them at the beginning of the movie, that, that they've killed somebody and somebody has tracked them down. That's yeah. what I think. I think it's more of like a revenge thing or they've been found out or something like that. I mean, or could it have been? Lover. Could it have been the estate manager that shot them? It could have been because they were killed in that exact place that they're living in. 
Yep. Uh-oh, I think we're going to have an invader soon into the DFM oh, no. vault. So, do you want to go check that out? Because there's a lot of feet running around up there. We got time. I better. Okay, really quickly. So... Don't forget to talk about Ted. What? The survivor. I don't want to talk about Ted. Why not? You want to talk about Ted. I'm done with Ted. He hey. lives on nothing but like alcohol <laughs> and cigarettes. Okay, I will talk a little about the man who won't eat. Go ahead. Go check on zombie toots and ghostly puppers while I dish on the man who doesn't need a meal. <laughs> Let's see here. Let's wait for the door to slam. We've got feet running up above us, above the vault. Uh... No, guys, like, okay, Ted, he has really passionate sex with Marion Morris's character. Um, does some reverse cowgirl action with her, and yeah, she seduces him, she kind of poisons him, he's weakened, they feed on him day after day on the one wound, that actually kind of made me squirm a little bit, by the way, um, and... The dude drinks cigarettes, drinks cigarettes. He smokes cigarettes. Sorry, folks. Drinks wine. I only had like a third of a glass of wine. But like even after all that, it's like three days and this guy's just living on alcohol. And and God knows what cigarette brand he's using. But it's like we're sitting here watching this movie this entire time. It's like, my God, it's another day. And yet he still hasn't left his car. And he still goes back inside. And they still get him to just drink more wine. It's like... Dude, you don't need a vampire to make you weak. You need to eat. <laughs> so anyways, uh, everything okay now with zombie toots and ghostly puppers? It was ghostly puppers. Yes. She was... Oh, pumpkin's with her. No. Is everything she... okay pumpkin's with pumpkin? Asleep. Pumpkin's being very sweet, and she's asleep in her bed with her. Oh, nice. Um, she was wondering if she could have some screen time, and I had to tell her to just wait screens are a scourge i know anyway so i'm i'm done i've said all i can say about ted not getting any nourishment throughout the, the length of this film if he had just eaten with the american couple he might have just i been call able to escape sooner. i call bullshit on him being able to have sex multiple days in a row after night eating i don't care how much wine he had or how loose he felt it's not happening not unless the vampire trance gives him a heart on. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the vampire trance. Maybe. <laughs> Stare into my eyes. You will get an erection. <laughs> so anyways. Anyways. Yeah, guys. Hey, I agree with you, Carrie. I And I disagree with Jake a little bit. I think there's, I think there's more to that plot. But it's like... And Jake made a good point when we were talking on the phone. We were talking about the Blair Witch Project. And... I could see why people have a problem with this vampires movie because it's like, okay, there is something to be said about kind of filling in the blanks with your own mind, but it does ask the audience maybe a little bit too much to explain things away, like the shooter at the beginning. On the other hand, it adds to the mystery. So it's, it depends on how much you want to sit here and fill in the blanks. I, but all that said, I'm with you, Carrie. I give it a four out of five. I think this is a great... Forget about the the shocking nudity and sex and the lesbian vampire angle of it and you know that you know I, I element of it i still it, think it's a fun i actually thought enjoyable, it was quite tame well-made movie yeah i don't In know i mean this I, I think some of the some of the scenes are 
pretty hot, pretty steamy. It, the shower scene, for sure. Um, yeah. It, it reminds me of, like, when I was in France and how at night, at, after a certain time, just all the channels turned to softcore porn. I mean, that's what it just reminded me of, in all honesty. Okay. So, that means that vampires gets four out of five medieval pentacles so guys that about wraps it up we are at intermission um we've got we're halfway through the taste of the uk month already we've got next week episode 27 we're talking gregory peck and the omen and then episode 28 last weekend in october not october we're in october mo because we started decorating already for halloween we've got last weekend in august an american werewolf in london uh september is not a theme month but that does remind me um we've got some really good episodes planned for october um carrie what do you got in store for segment two horror etc i'm gonna read a vampire poem nice and i'm gonna talk about my this is my top eight guilty vampire guilty pleasure vampire shows that i've seen because I haven't seen all vampire shows, just to be clear. And yes, there are other ones. But these are specifically, like, guilty pleasures. All right, guys. We love you. We'll see you for segment two. Go on, get it. We're not supposed to go in there. Oh, go on. There's a gap down there. A gang of kids broken yesterday. I saw them. Give me that bit of wood. A 66,000-volt shock killed a boy today when he broke into a substation. The electricity board warns children to keep away from substations. Never try to get toys back yourself. Otherwise, you may not live to play with them again. Okay, guys, we're back for segment two. Carrie, take away horror, etc. for us. What do you got for us? To start us off, I'm going to read Le Vampire by Charles Baudelaire. You who, like the stab of a knife, entered my plaintive heart you who strong as a herd of demons came ardent and adorned to make your bed and your domain of my humiliated humiliated mind infamous bitch to whom i'm bound like the convict to his chain like the stubborn gambler to the game like the drunkard to his wine like the maggots to the corpse Accursed, accursed be you, I beg the swift poniard to gain for me my liberty. I asked for fiendish poison to give aid to my cowardice. Alas, both poison and the knife contemptuously said to me, You do not deserve to be freed from your accursed slavery, full if from your domination our efforts could deliver you, 
your kisses would resuscitate the cadaver of your vampire. The end. Wow, that was shorter than I expected. Yeah, I told you it was short. Okay. What's up? I feel like, I feel like you got something else going on. That was too short. I don't trust it. You don't trust it? Well, that's deep dive. Are you ready? Okay, what's next? Top eight guilty pleasure vampire shows. Number eight on my list. And some of these you haven't seen. Discovery of Witches. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's on AMC+. Plus. I really... Wait a second, wait a second. Discovery of Witches? How does this qualify for a vampire show? Because it's about witches and vampires. Wait a second, but why, there's witches... no vampires in the title. Brr, boo, this doesn't well, count. Well, that's why it's, top, it's number eight. <laughs> okay. Okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. So it's it's a show about a witch and a vampire fall in love, and they have to tr- they actually travel through time. In a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in a hot tub. Hot tub time machine. But they travel through time, and the witch ends up having twins. Okay. Where's the vampires coming to this? <laughs> well, one of the twins is a like a vampire okay and one of them's like a witch and it's very you have the protection you have witches infighting you have this council that uh vampires and witches how long power struggle yeah how long has this been out it's it's fairly new Hmm. i think there's only two seasons and you've watched all these episodes yes so this is the sh- one of the shows you watch when it was say, I'm going to go fold some laundry. And then you go upstairs in our room and you close the door behind you. Yep. And it's like, damn, she should have been done 90 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. I know what you're doing up there. I know yep. you've got your own shows. Uh-huh. There's medieval time and stuff in this. Welcome in. to medieval times. I had to say it. it. it it's a Red lot Knight of dialogue. going down, 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 down. <laughs> it's a lot of dialogue. Which is not one of your favorite types of shows. So I know you don't like those types of shows. I don't like shows with dialogue. No, with heavy dialogue. Guess I like silent movies. (laughs) No dialogue whatsoever for me. Wow. What's with all this talking happening? You know, I don't like shows with dialogue. Wow. He uttered a word. Turned it off. (laughs) Wasn't that funny? Damn, this wine's getting evil already. Oh. Okay. Drink up, baby. Oh, I will. Got more shows with the dialogue I hate? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. V. Back in the day, and I'm talking the original. Huh? Like the space lizard V? Because that's a thing. (laughs) Well, you have V Wars, okay? I'm so lost right now. It's a newer thing on Netflix. No, so. dude, V is the aliens. They yes. rip off their face and there's yes. lizards behind them. Yes. What the fuck does this have to do but with there's vampires? there's V wars, okay? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Wait okay. a second. I'm still, this doesn't explain. Why did you bring up <laughs> alien reptiles? Why? What's going on here? What does this have to do with vampires, Gary? Because <laughs> of V wars. It's a new thing. It's a new show on Netflix. Where are the vampires? Vampire Wars, okay? That's what it's called? Yeah. Are you going to talk about it? 
It's okay, in my opinion. <laughs> Wait a second. You had a good bit to say about number eight, but nothing about number seven. I call bullshit on these rankings. Okay, so probably B-Wars should them. be number eight. I You're going to trans... Okay. Wait, not transpose. That's not the word. <laughs> You're going to switch those around? I'm going to switch those around. Okay, All gotcha. Right. Number six. And again, this is one you haven't seen. But I actually think you would like this one. You know, for as many shows as you've watched... <laughs> There ain't more laundry getting done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the laundry today. Either. I don't care. I'm just joking. I mean, I, I washed it, but I didn't fold it. I'm wearing this ratted out stained t-shirt <laughs> with holes in it. Please do some laundry. <laughs> yeah. I know I need to do laundry when you ask me. I need some more underwear. <laughs> I get out of the shower. I'm like, I'm ready to get dressed. I got my towel on. The kids are off at school. I'm just walking from the bathroom to our bedroom. Is there any more laundry? You can hear from the upstairs. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> no, I don't want to wear those. Carrie, I'm out of laundry. Yep. Which equates to, I'm out of underwear. Dude, if I'm out of underwear, that means you haven't done laundry in like a week. And don't tell me you haven't gone... I have, okay, I'm going to say something here in our 16 years of marriage and going on 20 years of being together. The longest recorded amount of time without you doing laundry, and I've timed it, okay, has been 16 days. What? Oh, yes. When? I'm putting this down on when? the record. Wait, when? You have gone when? 16 days when? without doing laundry. When? The kids had started kindergarten. Okay, and we were going through COVID, so that's why I didn't say anything because it's the height of COVID. But we did go 16 days without laundry, and you know as well as I do that there's been moments where you've built a skyscraper out of dirty clothes in the corner of our hallway. <laughs> Don't even fucking tell me you haven't. <laughs> skyscraper of dirty clothes. How do you like that? <laughs> So, back to your V. We're moving on to the next one. See, look, she's going to go for 17 days. <laughs> like number, I found a vampire in that pile of clothes. Number he six. Was, he was sleeping. He had 16 days of restful sleep underneath the pile ah, of clothes. Ah, the light. That's right. Okay. Number wow. six. <laughs> number six. American Horror Story. The Hotel Season. Featuring Lady Gaga. Mm, never watched American Horror Story. You haven't. Ever. Which I feel like you would enjoy the first three seasons. <laughs> That's a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> I feel like you would. Nah. Yeah. Nah. So this, this yeah, season. Yeah, I heard about the Lady Gaga blood threesome or whatever the hell it is. Or well, she kills it, somebody while she's having sex with It wasn't just blah, that. Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't just that. Lady Gaga, blah, blah. It wasn't just that. Boo hiss. You had, in that same season, you had a serial killer. Listen, I don't care about Lady Gaga. You had Missing Child. No, that li- was a listen, whole thing. Listen, Lady Gaga's awesome. I'm just messing with Carrie. It was a very good season. Very well done. No, the, the one that looked like an 80s slasher. What was it? Wasn't it called 1984? I didn't see that one. I stopped watching it at that oh, point. The I one know. that looks good to me is where you stopped watching. Okay. I'm going to have to watch that. Do you have to stack them on top of each other and watch every single season? Um, I I think you have to watch the first season 
to kind of get the concept the concept okay fair enough and then i think you could skip around all right i'm gonna shut up and let's move on with this list that i'm disinterested in (laughs) well no the what i'm talking about for the american horror story the hotel word lady gaga okay she ends up being turned and when she's turned after she's married to this guy okay Mm -hmm. who turns her she finds out she was pregnant. Mm. So she has to go to this doctor because she's having issues. And the doctor is this like mad scientist doctor. Okay. Okay. All right. He basically pulls out this living creature from her who she ends up feeding people to this creature, which is her baby. Nice. And it's like immortal, but it's an immortal baby. An immortal baby? Yeah. Okay. Creature thing. It's like a fetus, basically. Hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool concept. Okay. Okay. I All dig right. it. Okay. The next one, and you're going to recognize this one. Number five, Angel. The spinoff of Buffy the Vampire. Recognize it. Know it. Never watch it. Ever. It's actually a really good spinoff. I'm really glad. I'm actually really glad that you're doing this segment, and it, it's stuff that I have not watched whatsoever. At least the first five or six or whatever. Okay, okay, yeah. Mm. It was it was it was very popular, very well done. Um, I feel like this is the boy band of vampire shows. No, no, no. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. Okay, because Angel is not my demographic. I don't care if I ever watch Angel. No, but it was very well done spinoff. Kind of like, I'm going to equate it to you, how you're going to equate Frasier to Cheers. Yeah, except those shows are infinitely better than Angel. (laughs) Come on now. Come on. No, I know what we're dealing with here, okay? It's Buffy the Vampire spinoff. I get it. You got to go into it not expecting like, you know... TV award winning. This is this is for horror fans and teen fans, and it's just I'm never gonna pick up Angel and start watching it. I just I don't have the time, and I have five million other things I'd rather watch. And I didn't include some other shows that I could have included that feature vampires. So yeah. So other than the main character of Angel, what what's the lore of the show other than looking and saying, "Oh my God, he's so hot." Five well, million episodes. It's the <laughs> it's the crust lovers. Crust lovers. I love a good pizza crust. <laughs> crust. The star crust. Oh. Star crust. Star crust. I want to see this crust. <laughs> Sounds star- like a special pizza. <laughs> star crust lovers. Stuffed it, crust it's lovers. Like, <laughs> it's- <laughs> <laughs> mm, I do love this angel show. It's got stuffed crust. <laughs> with ooey gooey cheese. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> okay. Now, what number are we at again? Five? Yes. Okay. So wow, you basically you have... Angel above some of those. Okay. Above, angel. angel above American Horror Story. Stop. There's going to be some American Horror Story people pissed at you. Probably, but okay. this is my guilty pleasure list. Okay. Okay. You should feel it's guilty. Subjective. <laughs> it's subjective. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Angel has its place in in the Buffy the, <laughs> Zampi- the Vampire. Nope. It's World. officially the Zampire. 
<laughs> not sure what that is but you already said it so it's too late <laughs> i think the wine is getting to spill me. the wine <laughs> dig that damn fire <laughs> angel and the troop are basically fighting off evil who's the troop <laughs> <laughs> why is it a troop it's a troop. You lost. You lost your vocabulary in this they, moment. They're fighting off evil. Okay, all right. Angel is a good vampire. It sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon. Angel and the troop. <laughs> they're basically Scooby doing shit. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So, number four. Again, another one you have not seen. Okay. I like it. The Vampire Diaries. Hmm. I like your pick. And I'm going to tell you why. And I don't even have to watch it to tell you why I like it. The creator, Kevin Williamson, mm-hmm. is why I like it already. Mm-hmm. And I have heard great things about the Vampire Diaries. It, and I, I could see why, because it's Kevin Williamson. I'm going to tell you right now. I watched it, and I got sucked in hard. And this is one. That's what she said. <laughs> This is a show that I would say in the last two years I watched. So we're not saying that I watched this way back in the day when it began. No. No. I didn't. So you got the binge of the shit out of this thing. Oh, yeah. And it's still no underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. I'm still waiting on that underwear. Let me tell you. You binge all these shows. Where the fuck's my underwear? (laughs) You're finding out a lot about me right now. Uh-huh. I shit. I see it on, like, rewatch again on Netflix. <laughs> Gee whiz, I wonder who was watching it because it sure wasn't me. Yet, still no underwear. God damn you. The Vampire Diary, it pulls you in. And it pulls you in. Just, like, you can't not not watch it. It, it pulled you in so hard you didn't do the fucking laundry. <laughs> uh... I've got something in my hands I'm supposed to be doing and folding, but yeah, okay. no, because I diaries. <laughs> so you have like a Civil War history element to it mixed in with like brothers fighting over a girl. Okay, here's a new trope, folks. If you haven't identified already, why the hell our vampire stories have a character that fought in the civil wars. There's something romantic about that. Cause you got the one brother and twilight who was a Confederate soldier. You've got what's his face from true blood that was in the freaking civil war. Now you got this thing that somebody was in the civil war. It, it, it's a thing. You've got interview with a vampire with the civil, civil war. war. Okay. Officially put it in the books. Civil war. Is a trope. Is a trope of vampire films. Yes. At least in America. In shows. At least in America. Yes. Okay. Maybe not Taste of the UK, obviously. But now that I come to think about it, I want to see some other wars featured in UK vampire films. Like, what about a British World War One vampire film? That would be good. See, I've got ideas. That would be good. Just no underwear. I... <laughs> okay, now let's go. What's number three? No, no, no. I'm no, we're not done. Okay, fine. Go. So there is a couple spinoffs to this show. Okay? So you have... And these are not on my list, 
but they're honorable mention. Okay. okay. The originals, which is basically a vampire royalty family. That's wait a second. Where's four, three, two, one? You said honorables. These are honorable. It it ties into the vampire's oh diaries. My okay. God, fine. All right. This is where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> the originals. It basically is a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries. Okay. All right. Very well done. Set in New Orleans. There's another vampire trope. Somebody's in New Orleans again. All right. <laughs> okay. It was very interesting. And then again, which involves witches mixed with with vampires. Okay. Notice how nobody makes a vampire film set in. North Dakota or Wyoming. <laughs> it's always the romantic Louisiana. Yeah. We'll it's get to thing. that. Okay. All we'll right. All right. We'll Have we there. made it to number three yet? No, because I'm not done. I'm spending a lot of time on this number four. I feel like it should be your number one given it, how much time you're spending on it. It pulled me I'm in. I'm afraid for three, two, and one given how much time you're it spending on It pulled me in. Surprise. And I was just I like shocked. And this tell. was a, one of those CW yeah. series. And I was like, Oh, huh. okay. You know CW's got some fun looking stuff, I have to say. The, Can't the say ri- I watched it, but. The writing was very well done. Okay. And a very good storyline. And you know me, I like it. Plus, not just that, The Vampire Diaries talks a lot about bourbon and whiskey. <laughs> There's a lot of love of that. You're not going to reel me into the show just because van- they talk about drinks. And vampire hunting hunting and stuff, monster hunting. It's Stuffed monsters. <laughs> well, I mean, those are already hunted. They're dead and they're stuffed. <laughs> my monster. pet monster? Stuffed my pet monster? No, that's not it either. <laughs> no. Okay, what's and then number you three? Ha- and then, hold on, the what's other spinoff. What's number three? The other spinoff. Okay, what? It's called Legacies. All right. And it's basically a school... For kids to go and learn how to use their powers and stuff. And there's vampire, werewolf, witches, and stuff and like they that. They sleep with their stuffed monsters. <laughs> Very well done. I enjoyed okay, it. All right. Honorable mention. Okay. Okay. Whew. Number three, Dark Shadows. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now you've you've got my attention here. You've got my attention here. I, I love it. And I so much shadows. so that they made a movie yep. with... Amber Heard. Oh, wait, no. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Shit. Too soon? Shit. Literally. No. Wait. What are we talking about? Okay. Number three, Dark Shadows. Yeah, but do you remember the 1960s show? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm so talk- you've watched it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about it? I love the show. I love everything about it. What? <laughs> what? So much detail to number four, but nothing for Dark Shadows. I loved it so much, and I liked it. <laughs> that should be your number what? ten, then, or whatever. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say? Okay. Everybody knows what Dark Shadows is. Okay, There's fine. There's no illuminating that needs to be said about that. Fine. God, one really? about Lady Gaga's monster baby, but nothing about Dark Shadows what's number two Okay, you have the storyline most people when they do a top five list they go on and on more about the top ones not the ones that weren't as ranked as well well number one i'm going to talk a lot about you still need to do number two all right (laughs) number two still no underwear (laughs) (laughs) 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. And I know you've seen it. I've seen the movie. You've seen the series too. Don't lie. That's one of those, oh my God, you're explaining the show in the middle of watching. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. As I'm looking down at my phone, uh, my shitty chocolate phone. Yeah, uh-huh, from 2008. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you like the show. Uh-huh, okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was way earlier than that. I never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer with you, you. You cannot tell me you didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nope, saw the movie, loved the movie, never cared to watch the show. I love the movie, too. Oh, that's fine. And, and R.I.P. Paul Rubens, by the way. Pee Wee Herman. Um, who was Come fun on. as hell in that movie, along with Rutger Hauer. Come on. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, I never watched the show. Never. Oh, no, such I a don't, good show. I, I loved the movie, and that's where it ends for me. It's such the, a good the show. The movie was great. Not interested in the show. I wouldn't be willing you, to catch the show. You have Buffy. Excuse me. It's basically the same premise as the movie, only elongated. No, I get the premise. It's just like, I don't like Sarah Michelle Gellar in that role. I don't, I just don't, it never interested me. You know, she wasn't my favorite character either in that show. Okay, it was actually so, her friend. So can you imagine me An not, angel. Can you imagine me not being the demographic and then saying, oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar again thought she's been kind of a diva and most of the things that she does don't want to watch sarah michelle geller again but she's the main character in the show called buffy and i'm not interested so you could see why i didn't watch it well you're not supposed to like her in buffy you're really not the why the fuck would i watch it it's it's more like her friends are the ones that end up saving her and keeping her together. And she doesn't want to fight this. She doesn't want to do this. She doesn't want to do the job. So it's her friends that actually help her do the job. Oh, you just you just played the entire show for me. I don't need to watch it now. <laughs> and that she ends up falling in love with Angel, a vampire. And they end up having to fight the evil vampires please, together. Please, please, please name number one and i hope it's the one that i'm hoping it for. is it i is. sure hope so because that is the only guilty pleasure vampire movie that i love and i really not movie love it. show okay that's the only guilty vampire show that i love i mm-hmm. really do i love it a lot true blood hell yes thank god true you named this blood one there's so many things about true blood i mean and yes does all the stuff hold hell up yeah. today hell yeah yeah if you go back and watch certain episodes, no, not all the episodes hold up. For an entire two-year period, I did the Lafayette. No. No, he does a little finger thing. No. <laughs> I did that just because of the show. No. <laughs> it, and he was one of my favorite characters. Oh, man. He passed away, too, I know. didn't he? That was sad. That was really sad. He was. He did He's such so a good job. He's so fucking talented. I God know. God damn it. Um, Amazing. They were all talented as hell. They were. And they all got their storylines. They all had their storylines. And I actually... Dude, I, they should revisit the show. They I'm should. I'm serious. They, they should do a reunion. It would be like the perfect... Not like the reunion cliche, but like just do a season. Yeah. Just do a season. Well, I mean, they did kind of end things. And listen, I even read a lot of these books. You can be brought... Bill can come back. No, Bill cannot come back. 
Really? Really? Because I'm pretty sure you can write anything you want. <laughs> no, it was pretty. Um, I will tell the you the way the show ended. Yeah, it was pretty. I, it was pretty. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, like I get she it. couldn't move on until he was dead, basically. I get it. And then I'm gonna, she did move on and find happiness. I'm gonna say this: the last season, I recall when this was out, and we were waiting for the next episode to come out. Now, could you binge it? I couldn't remember if we binge it or you had to wait till the next episode. Oh, oh, so. Funny story about True Blood. How I found this was via Netflix when you got the DVD in the mail. And you were away on some kind of trip for work, I believe. I was away to this place in the UK called Oakley Court. And there was these two women that needed a ride. (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, I'm married. Sorry. No. (laughs) No. I think this is when you were in Colorado. Okay, yeah, I went to Denver. Yeah. Yep, I had some yeah. work for the NIH yeah. I had to do. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So I caught on to this via Netflix in the mail, and this was on the thing, and I said, okay, I'm going to go get, I'm going to check this out. I watched the episode by myself, and I was like, holy fuck. I was like, okay, Case, you have to watch this. You have to watch And you're like, why do I want to watch this? I showed I you remember. the very first episode. You were like, I'm in. Yeah. Especially the scene about the sex and the, the the rope. You were like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Listen, when we're done recording, let's talk about that. Because I've got some ideas. <laughs> no, no. It, it's for it just honest to shit. Forget about the sex. It is so entertaining. I love True Blood. Not too proud to say that at all. Fantastic show. I loved the first two seasons. Lafayette was my favorite character. I mean, there's a reason why I love all of them. There's the teenage part of me that likes uh, Jason just because, like, when you first watch it as a guy, it's like, this dude's a major horn dog. And and then um, I know he's lovable. He's he is uh, not at first. He's not at first. He's a douche for the whole first season. And then uh, and we just started rewatching this actually Mm -hmm. uh, this past weekend. Which I'm glad for because we haven't watched it in ages. Yeah, and it actually holds up pretty damn well. Other than the the tech and yeah. the way certain people talk, there are certain things that that are problematic today. However, True Blood really was inclusive of a lot of different. Yes, there's a reason why True Blood was as popular as it was. Oh yes. So um, and then it takes you back to Lilith. The story of Lilith being the first vampire. What, what, what was the main head vampire's name? What, what actor was that? Maroney. What, what's from Law and Order? Played the main. Oh guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. I loved it. Whenever he was that, he was kind of challenging Chris, Bill. Chris Maloney. Yes. Um, yeah, he he had a small part in where he played. was pretty big for one season for one season yeah but he got killed loved him of course uh what's his name that plays the werewolf eventually what is his name the actor's name from pittsburgh the pittsburgh yes. area um dude I'm, oh my god why am i blinking right. on this we've got to get oh joe manganella yes joe manganella can't he forget was, him he was pittsburgh great in native. it my and my i would have to say my favorite season has to be season two. It okay, does. don't remind me because I want to go into it cold again. Because I, I, I remember the beginning a little bit now that we watched a couple episodes. I remember the end, but I'm literally, other than the overall outline, I'm mm-hmm. pretty cold on True Blood. I don't remember well, 
a whole lot. You have... Is that the witch season? No. Okay. Because no. there's that witch. There is, but no. That, no, that's later. Okay. That's like season three, I think. Yeah. All right. You, I enjoy season two for many reasons. I think season the the witch might be season four actually, if okay. I'm remembering correctly. Okay. Um, who she actually was in uh, Harry Potter. Yes, she I actually know played the aunt. Yep. Yeah, she was very well done. Um, but I love True Blood for the simplistic nature that it's a girl who, in a small town, a lot of people think she's off, think she's crazy, think she's nuts. But she just wants to live a peaceful life, a happy, peaceful life. She just wants the simple things. She doesn't need a lot. She just wants to be happy. And it, there, all this danger gets attracted to her. And you find out later in the episodes that there's a reason why all these things are attracted to her. Well, they say it right out of the gate in the first episode. He says, what are you? What are you? What are you? You're not, you're, you're something more than human. Yep. And it sets it up. Yep. I agreed with you. And I won't go into what she is in case you haven't watched it. Well, Carrie. Watch it. Yes. Thank you for your, thank you for your top, what was it? Top five? Top eight. Top eight. Nobody, listen, guys, you're never going to find a top eight list except for here at Dying for Midnight. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> top eight. People are like, let's do a top 20 films, 10 this, five that. No, you go eight. <laughs> love you for that. Uh, guys, we well, love you. And then <laughs> I could mention another honorable mention of like Supernatural. Okay. Has vampires in the show. But oh, it's not, hell yeah. It's not it's a not vampire theme. A vampire theme. There's actually not vampires that often in it, no, truthfully. But there is a couple. But we do love Supernatural. Yeah. Now, that's the one where I'm probably paying more attention to it than you realize versus the, yeah, probably. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. That's <laughs> a really good binge show. Freaking talk about binging 15 seasons. I'm only on, ep- on season eight. Yeah. And, and you've I'm been like, watching it for a while. I've been watching it for now. a while. And I'm like, it's been well over Jesus a year. Christ. Yeah. I'm like, how did they get 15 seasons? It's kind of supernatural how many episodes there are. No, guys, listen, we love you. That does it for episode 26. If you guys haven't watched Vampires, check it out because it, it's definitely a British gem. It definitely is. It, we, we liked it. It actually was better for us the second go around. Um, love you guys. Next week, we have got a UK mm. classic. The Omen. We have got The Cursed Omen. Mm-hmm. And I believe Jake's going to give us a little history lesson on that. And we're talking the Antichrist, the son of the devil. Damien. It's all for you, Damien. Born to a jackal. That, oh, that cemetery scene still gives me the creeps. And we're not going to skip over the Academy Award winning score to The Omen. Oh, yeah. Love you guys. See you next week. Peace out.